It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I gave you my love I tell you what I do
No hay nadie más que yo Uno es el número mágico En vida y en muerte, uno es todo. ¿Comprende? If I multiply two times two, is it really, really for me? And if I add five, to get nine minus eight, that just
always have a friend to play. You'll never go out on your own. In me, you will find a home. Home. From the back to the middle and around again. I'm going to be there to the end. 100%. Feel the love. From the back to the middle and around again. I'm going to be there to the end. 100%. Feel the love.
you know, and, and a great experience and a great awakening to, you know, dealing with a woman who talked with us about her own journey. You know, the reason I said this yesterday, I said, I don't know about anybody else. I don't give a damn. I'm going to be real selfish. This was everything for me. Reason, the reason I love it is, you know, it gives me hope for myself, y'all. It does. You know, whenever I talk to the mothers, the elf women, you know, our matriarchs, and I talk to them and I'm like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I hope that you. <laughs> I hope it's just for you, you know? And, uh,. <laughs> And they can confirm for me, yeah, it is. It is. Honor your stages. Honor where you're at. Work yourself through that. You know, do what you got to do where you're at. Do what you can do with what you got. If I would say where everybody, I don't, I don't know. It's Friday. Also, people was playing music for a long time. People might have been like, I don't want to hear no music. Oh, well. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me remind everybody. This is my house. All right, and Angry Divas is for me. <laughs> Angry Divas is for me. So, you know what I mean? Like, I played the music because I felt inspired to play the music. So whatever the me says for me to do, I am going to follow that. Yes, I am. If I'm a, you know what I mean? People catch the archives and stuff. Uh, they should. You should have seen this on the archives from yesterday. Hot mess. And I'm thankful for it. I am thankful for everybody who came through, who shared something. It just, it's transitioned to just so much um, energy, and it has me really considering. Y'all know I, I play with fire a lot. So whenever there is a, a discussion or a thread or even here on the show, I am pretty consistent, yes, but I use words very strategically and for certain reasons to convey certain energies, um, and I also understand the energies that words will invoke. And it's interesting, one word that y'all know is one of my favorites is the angry diva. Mm-hmm. Angry diva, okay? Angry Whenever you say something that is in any way disagreeing with someone or checking them on their bullshit, the first thing they do is, well, I would expect that, that you are the angry diva after all. You know? Like, I'm supposed to be fucking scared of your dismissal. And so I'm thinking about how people will abuse words to get compliance out of you. You know, it's no different when we were children and your mama says something to you like, that's not nice, and that would get you in line. You know, that's not nice. Stop doing that. And that would be enough. You say that to your children. I don't know. That's what my mom used to do to us. That ain't nice. Cut that out. We knew what nice meant. Nice had been conveyed to us is you're supposed to share and be cooperative and don't fight each other over your pencils and stuff, which is what was happening. <laughs> and, you know, such the like. Sharing is caring and let's all get along and all of that fucking bullshit, right? And then we do, and 
etymological study on the word nice, and it comes up as foolish and clumsy and weak and needy, easily led astray. So words are used to convey an energy, no matter how we no matter how we understand them, no matter what we've been taught to associate with the word, there's an energy attached to it, A, based on its original meaning, and B, based on its cultural application. So the original meaning of nice is weak and needy and stupid and foolish and timid and all that shit. But the cultural application is supposed to be that I'm kind, I'm considerate of other people, I'm compassionate, you know, I make room for everybody. I'm inclusive of everybody at the expense of myself. It's basically the underlying expectation. So when someone tells you you're not nice, you need to celebrate it. You need to celebrate that. I remember saying that to Susie Feminine. You need to celebrate that. Soon as people start telling you you're not being very nice, or that's not nice, or you're not in, you're not nice anymore, or whatever, that's when you need to realize that you're actually standing up and putting up boundaries for yourself. There are things that people, you know, we we say this all the time, and I put this on the Angry Diva fan page. Actually, you know what? Screw that. Let me just go get it. You know why not? Let's just go right to the Angry Divas fan page. Angry Divas on Facebook, the Black Feminine Insider, everybody. All right. I got a couple of posts up there. I'm going to talk about that Jill Scott one, too. But here's the post that I put up for today. It's like my post of the day. Don't tell black women to set a standard, then act an ass about her standard. Time out for all that noise. Rise to them or step off. But let's stop dismissing a black woman's right to name and claim for herself. We get to define for ourselves. And you don't have to like it, but you certainly do not get to stop us. Rise to the occasion or fall back. Why do folks feel they have the right to tell black women how to define their existence and experience? You define for you. I define for me. And let us honor how we came to these deductions. It is in that space of healing that edification and expansion can also be had. The tough love, the hard truth the bare-bones reality of what has named us and how we choose to name it. Let the power of naming be returned to the original primordial mother, the black woman. And I'm, I'm saying this because whenever a black woman sets up a standard or a boundary, when she defines for herself, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Jacqueline Harris talked about this, that we need to define for ourselves. And Queenie Fama, I'm so glad that, you know, you had a similar expression as me yesterday when it came to, uh, that word forgiveness, and I said that I have a problem with the word forgiveness because I have a problem with the way that it's been packaged because I know what it means. It says sometimes forgiveness looks like I'm not going to allow you to do this. I'm going to walk away. You're fine to be you, but I don't have to engage it. Sometimes forgiveness looks like I've blocked you on Facebook. I love you, boo, but I just don't deal with you. You know what I mean? Hey, sometimes you got to block your own family, whatever, your friends, whatever. You know what I mean? You never know. People who you just see and, and you wish they was different, but they won't be, whatever. You just don't need that shit going in your brain computer. Queenie Farmer said you got to guard your ear gates and your eye gates. I'm going to add, too, got to guard your mouth gate, too, because some people will cause you to <laughs> come up out of your mouth. <laughs> be careful what you say. So, yeah, I just, 
I wanted to talk about how this all incorporates into shaming black women, taking from black women's bodily autonomy and sovereignty, how the culture itself has turned our bodies and our experiences into communal property and a commodity. And I want to even incorporate a couple of things. One, Jill Scott and this whole leaking of her picture shit. Okay? The leaking of her pictures and how very quiet white feminist women have been on this when they were very vocal about other white women that it had happened to. And I'm seeing the black women's empowerment pages and all of them, um, you know, commenting on that aspect of it. And, you know, if you go on a Angry Divas fan page on Facebook, you will see what the hell I had to say about it. <laughs> My little snarcasm, you know. But I just I, I want to talk about how a black woman's body, you know, I saw this one guy who claims to be a Muslim post a picture and say, is this Jill Scott? And someone was like, it was leaked, and it's going viral. He goes, yeah, I know. And she says, well, if it was leaked, then why are you helping it to go viral? Why would you post this? He says, oh, I'll take it down. I'm glad he said that, and I'm glad he took it down, that we will consume it, even when we know it's been leaked, and, and leak it and help it to be spread to leaking. It's the same thing that happened when that girl Jada was raped, and it was videotaped, and it went, quote, unquote, viral this child being gang raped and drugged against her will. It's no different with any of these experiences where we do not stand in solidarity and support of those female victims. We don't. We never do. With uh, that Sandusky stuff, I didn't see a whole lot of them boys' pictures and no uh, seductive pictures or suggestive pictures of them. Hardly could get any of their names leaked. But when it happens to our daughters, because the female body has already been deemed by this patriarchal system and as well as commodity, a commodity, something we can buy and sell, that she is sex. The proclamation of being female is the same as the proclamation of sex, the same pronouncement. You've pronounced the female, you've pronounced another sexual available being on the planet for the service of males in this patriarchy. I don't mean to be harsh, that's just what it boils down to without all the fluff and the romanticism. Because we live in a societal structure like that, we can consume the bodies, the stories, the horror of women, black women in particular, and command that they take responsibility, co-responsibility in their assault. I've seen some of this same stuff with this CeeLo Green thing. Sisters giving him the benefit of the doubt until he made his Twitter comment. We will never side with each other. You know, I saw this thread. It was Deb Cooper's thread. And Deb and I have actually talked about this in the private. But interestingly enough, the thread is about a girl, Alexandria Cherry, who was raped and murdered by her mother's live-in boyfriend. It's how to protect children from violent male predators based on story after story after story and the gross prevalence of male sexual terrorism against women, children, and even other men. And some man comes in and says, women do it too. 
Now, when we have threads where we're talking about what women do to children, that is fucking horrible. The men don't come in with their stories. But in this particular case, he comes in and he first says, well, women molest children too. We all call him out on that. Not to say that women aren't also sick motherfuckers when it comes to kids, and we know that's true, and I talk about that shit here myself. I talk about that shit. Angry Diva goes in on the women. I go in on the women so much the women got mad at me, clapped back about how I got no right to talk about shit. Okay? I go in on the women. So he comes in with the women do it too to throw women under the bus on a thread about a girl who was assaulted by her mother's boyfriend and murdered, okay? A thread where we're holding that mother accountable as being duly responsible because she failed to protect her child. She knew something wasn't right. There was an unwritten rule that he wasn't to be left alone with the girl. She went and reported that he had molested the girl a year prior to the day that she became missing. So there's a whole lot of shit going on here that she's also responsible for, and we have talked about that. But here comes the deflection. Women do it too. Everybody jumps on it, like only women will. No, you're not going to do that shit. We're already we're having a good time. He comes back in and says, I just don't understand, you know, how I'm derailing. I don't understand what I did wrong. Please, anybody's free to inbox me and, you know, whatever. So the next thing we know After I said something, here he comes with his admission that he had been molested by a pastor, which is some of the worst fucking shit, because these people are supposed to be not only holy, but they're supposed to be, you know, people who are keeping a certain tenant and representing a certain energy. They're supposed to be representing God. They're not supposed to be hurting children. So some sick fucking shit that happened to him. Yes, I admit, it's unfortunate. He brings in what happened to him. Admittedly, though, it was a male pastor who assaulted him. But that is his reason, he says, for bringing up that women also molest children, because he was molested. But he was molested by a man. So that does not excuse the deflection of him throwing women under the bus. But because he cited something very painful, the women begin to attack one another in defense of this man who came in to derail and deflect anyway, and they attack women who have been raped by men to silence and shame them in defense of this male. Only in this patriarchal world can a man come into a thread about a little girl who was raped and murdered by an adult man. Say women do it too. Get called the fuck out for doing so. Throw in that he's been molested by a man, mind you. And every woman, the women who held him accountable from the beginning in defense of him. And women get to shaming other women. You're angry because you've been hurt by a man is the kind of shit that comes up. Listen, Women are very sick. This is a very sick product of what is going on in this world. And I'm going to tell you, Queenie Fama, first and foremost, 
I want you to know I'm thankful to you for everything that we spoke on privately after that show the other day. And I'm very excited about what is to come with this conference call that we have tomorrow, this private conference call, because I feel that we have so much to build on. We have so much to build on. We talk about the need to detox, the need to purge, the need to heal, and how that's not going to come when you've got women who are overly willing to attack their sister for a man. Women are crazy, Taz. They will sell their soul, sell their daughter, sell their sister for a penis. They are sick. They are very fucking sick people. And that thread of Deb Cooper's proves just how sick women are that this can happen on a space where we are talking about men attacking little girls, raping and murdering little girls, and it devolved into protecting some man who came to derail the fact that men rape women, girls, men, and boys. It is men who do this shit. More often than not, it is men who do this shit to even one another. Whenever men bring up rape victims who are male, like y'all don't even focus, y'all keep talking about men raping, men raping. You haven't said anything about the men who are raped. But aren't those men raped by other men? They bring up prison rape. Hello? Men! Men! Doing it! To other men! We do not understand what is actually happening on this planet. More often than not, when a person has been sexually assaulted, it is a man that has done it. I have gone over this in the Lesbian Origin Study. Y'all get the book and read it. There's a section where they talk about incest in the family, and they talk about how incest gets introduced between women in the family after the patriarchal takeover, where father is now the ancestor of the whole family. So once father begins sexing the family, becomes incest between the, the children, the siblings even. It's introduced as normative. And I have read and had story after story after story of my grandfather raped my uncle who raped everybody in the family. And, I mean, it's, it's the catalyst. The catalyst, more often than not, is a male infiltration. Then it spreads on. So the, the grandfather rapes his son. Then the son goes on to attack all his brothers and sisters. Then his sisters is diddling with each other. And the start of that fucking sick cycle was a man. This is not to blame men. This is just to tell the fucking truth about where this is coming from. You know, I posit that we do, and I, I've said this before, we need to review male sex.
sexuality itself as the instrument via which rape has become normalized and infiltrated into every aspect of human society. There is something about the way we are doing things that is keeping this stuff going forward. That's not to say it's going to change overnight. I don't live in some fucking fantasy world. I know what it is. I know this stuff. I talk about it for the benefit of other people who are waking up and trying to look for, you know, they got the idea in their own mind as well, and they're like, where's the family? Here's the family, the angry diva family. Only in a woman-hating society will you see women go up against one another in defense of men every single time. You can count on it. I mean, you can set your watch by it. There's something very wrong, something very wrong with how we engage each other and why and, and where our loyalties lie the kind of spells we weave over ourselves and our minds and stuff, what that does to us when we get in connection with folks like that. You know, everything ain't for everybody. I get that. But when it comes to supporting women, there are so many different nuanced layers to why it doesn't ever happen, and it won't. Not a black woman. No, 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 no. It's not even just that other people need to do. There are forces that exist on this planet and in other realms for the sole purpose of keeping black women from having anything, any joy, any peace, any patience, any abundance, anything. And we have to be good stewards over ourselves. It's very unfortunate what happens to girls and women. It's unfortunate what happens to men and boys. It's unfortunate that we are outnumbered. I have said it's one in four women. First of all, first I said it's 80% of men who are fucking degenerate beasts and we need to be rid of them. And then I said it's only 25% of women who will divest from the patriarchy. So it's 80% of men and 75% of women that is part of the problem. I'm willing to discuss that. I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to really pull that apart and, and consider how there might be some fallacies there that we can, you know, clean the fuck up. But I'm, when I say one in four women will die from patriarchy, I mean that shit. I stand on that. That was given to me by the divine dark master, and I question him not. Okay? So for me, 75% of women will always be asleep and plugged into the quote-unquote matrix. And 80% of men. So this is a debilitating, debilitating reality when you put it that way. Because it's brass tacks. There's no emotion. It's not even about the who did what to who and men is worse than women. No, 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 no. We are admitting that 75% of women are fucked up and 80% of men ain't. You know? It's very interesting how things end up playing out, how this whole thing ends up coming, you know, kind of like full circle after we're talking about, you know, using sounds and tones to heal. You know, I got so much healing out of that thread. I want to say thanks to Deb Coop, even though I don't agree with everything that went on. Of course, I'm entitled to that. But I want to say thanks to her because what I have found is 
A, a renewed strength, and B, a greater outlook to see the shit before it comes. See, I saw it before it happened and called it out, and everybody got mad at me. Then it happened, and now they're mad at me. <laughs> oh, well. What can I do? What can I do? Yeah, it is, Queen. Queenie Farmer, the truth seeker. That is literally excusing the man's behavior in a slick, sly sort of way. It is. It is. It is excusing the man's behavior. It absolutely is. And then there's like, well, there's hypocrisy here. No, the hypocrisy is, you know, and nobody addressing the, the white broad in there. You know, it's, let's not let them talk in our threads either. I noticed that. Whenever we talk about some shit that pertains to black women, a white woman and a black man will come in in some kind of way and make it fucked up. You know what I mean? They get to fighting each other. They get to fighting each other and shit. Can we all just step out the way and let them have at each other so they can just fucking get it over with? Because, I mean, really. Every time. Every time. Oh, that's why I'm a separatist. I am. I'm not Little Miss Inclusivity. I'm not. I can't be. Not right now. Maybe once I get my Tone Masters book and shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, I don't think even that would do it. I don't think even that would change the fact that it is indeed a way of excusing a man's behavior. And for no reason, you know, just ridiculous, ridiculously. (sighs) Anyway, Queen, what you got for me? I could have guessed that. I was actually thinking that when I typed the previous comment. Yeah, 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 Queen. It just goes back into what we were saying about the great, in the great cosmic mother. You know, we're getting ready to go into the whole Marxist thing. I don't even want to do that today. Honest to God. You know, Valkyrie, I know. I told y'all Valkyrie was going to come through and give y'all something. Well, y'all going to have to give your displeasuring, your displeasing commentary and your criticisms to Valkyrie when she bring her ass back through here next time, if I let her come. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Let me stop. Y'all go ahead on and celebrate Diva Valkyrie. She going on making that money, honey, money, money. I met. She got a gig. You know what I'm saying? She's like, hey, I got a gig. I'm like, you better go get that money. Get that. Get that money. Then, because I'm me, because I'm me, and you know, more than just the angry diva, I'm actually quite fucking goofy. Quite damn goofy and sweet, and uh, and I thank y'all who do see that. Everybody else, fuck them. I don't give a shit. But so because I'm me, I called her and I sang this here. Yeah. <laughs> this sound like Double O Seven. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jane, gold all in my chain, gold all in my ring, gold all in my watch. Don't believe me, just watch, nigga, nigga, nigga. Don't believe me, just watch. 
Don't believe me, just watch, nigga, nigga, nigga. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Gold all in my chain. Gold all in my ring. Gold all in my watch. Don't believe me, just watch. This ain't for no fuck, nigga. You a real nigga, then fuck with me. This one for the hood, nigga. Hipster bitches that shop at Lenny. Dark skin, light skin, Asian and white women. Hype beast, we know about you. Don't buy shoes unless they're popular. For the hoes, my nigga. That pussy poppin' that magic city. Got you strong, my nigga. Then call match that shit with me. Smoking me, my nigga. Then don't pass that shit to me. This one for my nigga. And bitches buy that money. Cash out. Got a law. Chester Bridge, them bad hoes at Onyx. Uh-huh. I don't fuck with no snitches, so don't tell me who tell it. Nope. This one for them colleges, them bad hoes at Spelman. Shout out to them freshmen, on Instagram straight flexing. Pop the molly, I'm sweating. Pop the molly, I'm sweating. Mama always told me, boy, count your black. Count them all. In God. So I kept counting them Franklin. I'm too sly, you know this. Let me give your ass a checklist. One gold watch, two gold chains, six gold rings, it's none. OG joints, them hot socks, no shirt on, I'm stunned. Okay. And this song for them fuck niggas who hating on you this summer. Talk shit behind your back, but won't say shit in public. Gold all in my chain. Gold all in my ring, gold all in my watch. Don't believe me, just watch, nigga, nigga, nigga. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch, nigga, nigga, nigga. Don't believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Gold all in my chain, gold all in my ring. They will always find an excuse to try to abuse us. Yes, they will. Women will side with them. They will. And then when you point it out, they'll be like, oh, my God. Good Lord. I mean, it's not that serious. You're just so hurt. You know? You know? Because you did a whole dance is accountable. Something's wrong with you. You just hate men. You just an evil bit of bitch. Oh, motherfucker. You know, just fucking ridiculous. What is to be expected when 75% of these people are slaves? Slaves, I tell you. Slaves. What's to be number slaves for men? Men move you. They're smarter than you. They're better than you. They're superior to you. You want them over you. You happy with their asses. You will do anything to defend them. You will sit up and call your sisters all out of their name to defend them. You will make believe everybody else is wrong to defend them, no matter what they do. You're slaves for them. Good. You can have them. You can have them. Y'all are his slaves. Phallus-stroking handmaidens. And the funny thing is they don't even see when they're doing it. They don't. 
They don't. It's interesting. I told Deb, I said, listen, man, that threat, that threat is triggering for people. Like, and, and your co-signing on the bullshit that's going on is triggering as well. That is how you are not supportive to sexual assault survivors. Yes, Deb, I know you put your survey together, and, and I appreciate it, but you are not a supporter of sex assault survivors. You're not. You're not. You can sew that one up, honey. You're not. We need to be absolutely honest about what's going on here. I understand you know that male personally, and there's a lot that the rest of us don't know, but that's just it. We can't go based on what we should know about him if we knew him personally. We can go based on his commentary, and his commentary came in to deflect about male abuse of women and children, of female children in particular, and there were many women in your thread who were opening up there was one woman who became so triggered by that horrible back and forth between that white woman and that black man that you allowed that she either, you know, I think she even just ended up going off Facebook altogether. Got to be responsible for that. I mean, people got to be responsible for their shit too, but there's a lot of things that people who have been sexually assaulted don't know to do. That's just real. And I know ignorance is a curse, but they're also under forced ignorance. And there's a lot of shit that y'all also who never been sexually assaulted don't know. And you want to be absolved of what you don't know, but you do not want to absolve the women, the females who've been sexually assaulted of what they don't know or what they're not able to do or able to know as a result of what's happened to them, just like what you're not able to do or able to know as a result of what's happened or not happened to you on the other side of it. There's a lot of ignorance in the field. We will get so much more when we actually just start to affirm females, when we start to invest in one another, in ourselves, and hearing each other. What does it cost anybody to say that there's one thread where a man is not going to be allowed to come in and either talk about himself or say anything at all that takes away from what is already being discussed. That is where the divisions come in. Yes, Queen, that is where we get all our diseases, right there. See, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. And, and people, people's problem is that they don't listen. That's not my problem. I'm responsible for what I say, not what you do and don't understand. The reason that we end up in this problem with each other is many women don't speak ma tongue. They don't have the mother's tongue. They don't understand the language of the divine feminine, who is not a damn mammy. Stop expecting black women to mammy. Come on. We got to be able to set standards. My standard is, that as a woman, and I have a right to establish this boundary first and foremost, and fuck anybody who don't like it. But as a woman who has been assaulted by men, I have a right to establish that I do not engage them on this topic because it is an act of self-love and an act of honoring both myself and that male person so that I don't dishonor my right to not be triggered, injured, whatever, 
or his right to not be triggered, injured, whatever. So I don't do it. I don't work with men because I don't have patience for children. There's, everybody has their thing that they can do, and we do it well. I do what I do well. You do what you do well. We have to allow people to set their boundary and establish their standard and not judge them and think we have a right to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. You know, Queen, that goes back to what you just said in the, in the chat room here about uh, forgiveness and how you don't do what other people define forgiveness as. Yeah, me either. And I'm not going to let you define my right to establish a boundary and what that means. It does not have to make sense to you. You can call me every kind of man-hater you want to. I actually find my boundary to be the most man-loving ass ever. You know why? Because I hate them. I hate those motherfuckers. So I don't force myself upon them. I don't engage them especially not on topics that I know is going to bring up my great hatred of men, which is rape. That's not something I am going to permit myself to do. It is counterproductive. But we don't respect a woman's right to name or to set a boundary for herself. We come away from the great cosmic mother, the great cosmic womb, the great cosmic intelligence, that is female, primordial, and creative, and into telling women how they should be God in their life. In your life, you know, I have to say this to my favorite auntie. Actually, funny enough, her name Jackie. Ain't that about a bitch? Look at that. Her name is Jackie. She said to me, her brother had raped her when she was young, and she forgave him. And her idea of forgiveness is, you know, she's, I don't know, she's not going to let it rule her. Actually, I really don't understand her idea of forgiveness because every time she starts talking to me about it, my soul gets vexed. My soul gets vexed. So I don't actually know what it means to her. But I know that she shared with me that if she had not truly healed and forgiven her brother, she would not be able to see him at family events or speak to him on the phone and and, and this, that, and the other thing. And so she was using that to define for me that I had not forgiven my mother because I was not interacting with and engaging my mother. And I said to her, in your life, what makes sense to you and works for you is to have a working relationship with your brother. You need that to feel healed, to be healed, to be whole, to feel whole. In my life, the way that I know that I have forgiven my mother, that I have released, not forgiven, y'all know I don't really like that word, I don't do that shit, but the way that I know I have released my ire, my anger, my rage, and my willingness to feast on those things is that I don't engage my mama because I love my mama. I don't like the person she is, but I love the woman she's become. And see, I know, see, everybody's life is different. You got to define this shit for yourself. This is why I talk about my life. I am defining it for myself, and I'm also sharing with you that I'm defining something for myself and how I came to these definitions. 
hopefully to bear witness to you. And actually, I know it has because many of you have said so. But for me, it was an act of both self-love and love toward my mother that I make sure that I don't engage her knowing that it wasn't the best thing for us, knowing we was going to fight, knowing it was always going to be some craziness. But if I go my way and work on me instead of being like, Ma, you're not doing this, Ma, you need to be doing No, I'm not here to be God of you. I'm here to be God of me. I stopped needing to either punish my mother for what had happened or, you know, make her pay or I don't even, I don't know, even just keep rehashing it, you know, I didn't want to keep reliving it. I wanted to heal. I wanted to move through it. I wanted to understand it. That's a big thing for we indigos. We have to understand why. We're the why generation. Generation, why the fuck are we here? (laughs) But anyway, I knew that I had to do that for me. And it hurt, and it was confusing, and I almost didn't make it. And, you know, I tried to see the daughter back for and it was ugly, and I was very angry, and she was very angry, and both of us are fucking stubborn because we are copies, you know. <laughs> but I had to establish a boundary that said that I know I'm on my right healing path, that I can love her from here. I'm not going to become needy. I'm not going to become, you need to be like this for me because you're supposed to be this kind of mom. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to appreciate her for who she is and what she represents, and I'm going to appreciate that she and I both deserve. We have so much healing to do. There's so many traumas, so many different things that have partaken in life, and this is true for all women. Many, many children, many of us come in, we've got birth traumas. You know, I've talked about this in a different way. I talked about the energy you were born in. Were you born in love? Were you born in chaos? Was your mother sad? Was there something you maybe don't know? Because it's still governing your life. And it's something that we can go within and take a look at. Because it's places where we're very, very sensitive. I am very, very sensitive to the mother wound issue. I have a high sensitivity to that. I have a high sensitivity to watching women be abusive in other relationships with women. I have a high sensitivity to women siding with other men over women. These things are based on things I've experienced in my life. When we understand that shit, then we can work it for us instead of it's working us to death. Yeah, queen. Did quick women do that? I saw this horrific story yesterday since we're talking about supporting, you know, people who've been sexually assaulted. This black woman and black man. The black man beats her and rapes her. She forgives him and lets him move into her house. He then starts abusing, sodomizing. One of her, they wouldn't identify the gender or the names of the children. They just gave us the eight and nine-year-old, seven-year-old, if I remember correctly. Don't we know. I have to find it. Anyway, one of the children is, um, I'm going to use the term disabled, but I am meaning uh, it's a developmental and a, a disability of the body. I think there was something like the child couldn't really talk. They were nonverbal, some issues to that effect. And so the woman standing in the corner after the judge sentenced his ass to life without fucking parole for what he did to those children. Talk about, thank you, Jesus. And the judge called her out and said, you report that he abused you and attacked you and raped you, and you forgive him and let him move in. He attacks these children, and you know about it, and you wait a whole year to report it, and now you stand here and say, thank you, this is the sickest 
that has ever come across my courtroom in however many years I have been practicing law. And I, if I could, I'd charge you right up with him. And I tell you, I stand with him in agreement. Dick whip women will sacrifice their children for a man. They do it in all kinds of forms. I'll keep this man around even though his presence is endangering my children. Whether he's doing it or some of his sick-ass friends or one of his sick-ass cousins or brothers or something. Everybody knew my father's brother was a rapist. Everybody knew he raped all his brothers and sisters. Everybody knew he raped both his daughters. Do you know he was still allowed to come to all our family cookouts? Nobody told creepy-ass unk he wasn't allowed to come to the cookouts. They just told him to stay at one end of the yard and told the children to not go down there. That's how far black families are willing to protect their children. My story is not unique. I'm not afraid to share my story. It's encouraging somebody else because my story is not unique. And I'm talking about black folks because I'm black. I know we like the white people do it too. Well, women do it too. Fuck that. I don't do that deflective shit. I don't know. I ain't doing it for the fire. Not doing it. Dick Whip women do sacrifice their children. My mother, even at our barbecues, even at barbecues we hosted at our house, Uncle was sent to one end of the yard and the children was not told not to come down. But every barbecue, as soon as the sun went fucking like clockwork, as soon as the sun went down, Uncle would empty his pockets full of change and scatter the change in front of him and then watch all the little kids bending over. And when I called him out on it, his sisters, who know personally the sick kind of fuck he is, told me I had no right to scare the children and he wasn't doing nothing to nobody and, and stopped telling them they couldn't pick up the change or whatever. Because I saw him. He was pocket pooling while he was watching my little baby cousins and stuff pick up ch- change and shit. I saw him. I saw him. See, I bear witness to the sick shit that men do to children. They do all kinds of sick shit, and women, men. And when we tell the truth about men, we're bitter, we're man-haters, we're evil, we're unhealed, something's wrong with us. You know, we talked about this yesterday with Jacqueline Harris. When they attacked Alice Walker, she had death threats issued to her for writing the color purple and telling the truth about what happened to us, what's happened to our mothers, what uncles and fathers and stepfathers and misters have done to our women, bearing witness to the crimes of black manhood against black womanhood. We talked about that. When a black woman speaks her truth, she will always be attacked by men and women alike. Because there are forces that exist, higher forces. Remember the Bible told us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not the flesh and the blood that we're up against. The principalities and the spiritual wickedness in high places. The things that we don't pay attention to and that we miss. The little foxes that spoil the vine. The sly, snide little ways that women will always side with men at the expense of women. It's unnecessary. It happens all the time. They will see if they can try their best to take a woman down. They will call you living in a fantasy land. They will say that you're living in Scandinavia. 
Actually, maybe we do need to do that. Remember, we did that, The Great Escape, that episode, and we talked about getting your passports and leaving. Perhaps it is just time that we just leave this motherfucker America behind. And the crazy-ass niggas that go on, go find us some some fantasy utopia somewhere. (laughs) You know, because that's what everybody keeps saying is, is what it's going to take. But, yes. When you assert your truth, when a black woman tells her truth, when she bears witness to what has happened to her, to what has happened to her daughters, to what has happened to our history, our her story, excuse me, you can always count on someone, somewhere, something, some force, some energy to get in the way of that, to pull it down, to demonize it, to talk shit about it, and such the like, unending. Yes, Queen, you're right. I have to say I agree with you wholeheartedly. Dick whipped women do that. Yes. It's interesting. I'm going to read this comment that Sarah Burnside just left. It's amazing how this post, a PSA to women about who they bring around their kids, has turned into a peeing contest among the women, trying to tell other women how wrong they are and telling women to watch the men they bring into their home. How is that wrong? It's amazing how men can tell each other who to watch out for and their good. Yet when a woman is speaking about the safety of kids because far too many boyfriends of the mother has killed their kids or molested them, it's wrong. Question, why the hell is this wrong? Women, put on your big girl panties. No up to this shit. Yes, we know fathers will bring suspect women around his kids, but that is not what we were discussing here on this post. Get a grip and realize that the saying, mama's baby, daddy's maybe, is true in every sense of the statement. Mothers are the first line of defense for all of her kids and nieces, nephews, and neighborhood kids. It's what has kept our community together for a while. Unfortunately, with women giving each other the side eye and jealousy running rampant, that when a woman is speaking the truth about life, many of you can't stand it because it might be you she's reflecting in the mirror. Ladies, grow up. Stop blaming other women for what's going on in your lives. It is what it is. I want to say thanks to Sarah for that great sound wisdom. All right, everybody. We got just a minute before we go into overtime. 60 seconds officially before we go into overtime. Um... Ooh, I almost kicked something over. I want to talk a lot about uh, how this relates into what we've been saying in the past couple of days, both about the great cosmic mother and also, you know, when we talked about sacred tone masters and healing and all of that. You know, when we first went through the first chapter, and Queen, help me, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, first, let me finish my announcement. Everybody call in, 347-826-9930. We've got about 42 seconds before we go into overtime. Uh, 347-826-9930. If that's your time with us today, please be your journey. Let me copy this and put it in the shitty chat room. Copy, paste. Let's see. There we go. All right. Ten seconds and we're officially in overtime. Call in. 347-826-9930. All right. I want to relate this back into the mother wound. The Great Cosmic Mother and where we talked in the beginning, when we were talking about uh, how women had communities, how it's women working together, 
that help to protect the children. And I went over this a lot in our Lesbian Origins book study as well, where we were talking about female uh, focused communities. I think they were gyno societies, gyno societies, gynocentric, gynofocal societies where women and children are the very epicenter and the nucleus of why we do everything we do. Once we began including men, that is when the division of the family began. The first family is mothers and children. That's it. Children indiscriminate of what we now know today as a gender, or what I call the gender identity disorders of patriarchy. So before there was this male and female created he, them, we were just mothers and children. And so once we began to invite maleness and males into our, um, our realms and our ways of relating and of being, then we had the division of the family. Then we had the division away from mother and child into focus on men, their needs, their wants, and the centralizing of men and the restructuring of the global society at large around men, their needs, their desires, their libido, um, whatever their so-called accomplishments are or are not, because a lot of this is lies, and usurpation of female divine rights and such the like, appropriation of female divine rights, um, and, and all the things that come along with it. So for me, when we're talking about how children end up not being protected, it is because women are repeatedly taught, A, you're nothing without a man, B, use a baby mama if you don't have a husband, so you already got no value because you're not owned by no man. Now your children are devalued as well because they don't have a man to speak for as the man of the house. So there's all kinds of spells and energy thrown against you and your children Oh, Queen, did you miss the call in? I mean, I can end it and start another show because, I mean, I, I would actually like that better anyway because I actually want to get into the book. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end the show. We'll come right on back in here in a second, y'all. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 